0: Hey, there, Braves fans! Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is really good to be back with you guys, despite the very disappointing way that the Braves uh, unfortunately exited the postseason this year. Um, definitely a an exit, a quick exit that Braves fans uh, are not used to in recent years. Uh, kind of harkens back, maybe a little bit to uh, some of our uh, postseason experiences in uh, the 2000s, early 2000s when the Braves had a lot of postseason frustration. Uh, definitely not a way that anyone was looking for the Braves uh, to to lose and exit after uh, just a great regular season that saw them overtake the Mets right at the end. Uh, just an incredibly successful regular season. A lot of the Braves actually said this was maybe their favorite season to date uh, just because of what they had to overcome to beat a very good Mets team, win 101 games, and yet uh, as Braves fans are maybe more aware than almost any other uh, fan base in major sports, it's not really so much what you do in the regular season. Uh, a great regular season team doesn't always translate into a great postseason team. And uh, we saw that in the reverse last, last year. The Braves with 88 wins catch fire late in the season. Um, they, they come into uh, the, the postseason uh, relatively healthy. Uh, they come in with just uh, kind of a, an intensity and a fire about them, uh, and uh, they outperformed all expectations and win the whole thing, uh, have tremendous clutch performances, um, and, and take it. And in 2022, it just simply was, uh, was kind of the opposite, right? Uh, you, after a slow start uh, in in April and May, the Braves had a tremendous uh, season, uh, maybe the best team in all of baseball, um, once June 1st uh, began, the team wins 101 games. Uh, they enter the postseason, uh, unfortunately, not all that healthy. You have a few injuries. Of course, you have Ozzie Albies out for a large portion of the season. Uh, he was hoping to come back for the NLCS, but they didn't get there. Uh, you have Max Fried with this you know, uh, stomach flu. He had to come out of his last regular season um, outing after five innings against the Mets and, uh, you know, never never pitched again in the regular season. Comes out game one uh, of the NLDS against the Phillies and is obviously not himself. Uh, so, you know, that was really bad timing. And then, of course, the really bad timing of uh, Spencer Strider's oblique strain. Uh, his first time out in a month is in game three of the NLDS, and he just simply wasn't himself. So, uh, you know, just uh, the, the timing of things did not um, – did not play out real well this year, whereas 2021, it all kind of fell into place. Um, you know, and then in, uh, the other difference uh, this season is this long um, this long battle for the division. And, uh, you know, you have this fight for the division uh, that is great that the Braves are able to take it from the Mets. Uh, that's something we can always hold over in New York. And yet you wonder at what cost uh, were these guys just totally worn out. Uh, after that Mets series, um, I don't know that they ever really regained their fire. Uh, they they barely took a game from Miami to seal the division uh, after that Mets series. And I don't know that they really ever regained uh, what you saw uh, from that series against the Mets. Um, they looked better in that series than, um, than they certainly did against the Phillies. Uh, you know, where the 2021 team... Uh, outperformed expectations in the in the postseason. It's just very true that this Braves team underperformed uh, expectations. They just um, not many guys played well. Uh, you can probably you know three or four guys. I mean you had uh, Olsen and Darno offensively. Uh, you could probably add Acuna though he didn't do a lot of a lot on, in the power category, but he was on base a good bit. Um, and then that was about it offensively, and uh, and then Kyle Wright of your starters uh, showed up in the bullpen. I mean, you give the bullpen a lot of credit too. They there was nothing wrong with really what they did, especially the back end guys. But it just uh, you know as much of a team effort as it was for the Braves to win the division, uh, they just didn't show up uh, in this round, and I think they probably would all uh, agree with that. And just very disappointing. Uh, you heard uh, from some of the guys in in you know post game. Interviews after the Game Four loss, after they get booted, and you can just tell that they're disappointed with themselves. They they didn't expect to play that poorly against the Phillies team that they knew well and um, and had won the season series against, uh, and yet that's what happened. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely not a, a series you uh, you want to remember. I mean, look, the the difference here with maybe some other teams, the Braves losing. Uh, this this series getting bumped? Yeah, it stinks. But the Braves are set up for a long time to be a very good team, uh, and you know, so they're going to come back uh, at least as good next year, probably better with getting Ozzy Albie's back. Um, you know, maybe a few other additions uh, from the off season. We'll see how all that plays out. Um, but definitely one that still stings when you know that you're good enough to win the World Series. This this loss. Um, I'm I'm old enough uh, I don't know if you guys listening out there are but it it feels like a loss from the early 2000s. There's a lot of uh Braves teams uh from kind of 2000 to 2004, 2005 that uh were very very good teams. They won the division somewhat comfortably. Um they were they were fun teams to watch, a lot of great moments, they'd get into the playoffs and then they couldn't do anything. And um I think only 2001, uh, of those teams, I think they made it to the NLCS, uh, and that's about it, right? And you just didn't see much from them uh, after that. So hopefully that is not going to be a repeat of what we're seeing here. don't want to be too negative. It just felt a little like that, you know, the a great team that underperforms in this early exit uh, in the playoffs against a team that you feel like uh, weren't as good. But it is a reminder that uh, the playoffs, uh, especially baseball playoffs, is not really about who's the best team for the season. It's about who's the hottest team, who's bringing the most intensity. It is definitely true uh, that the Braves could not match the uh, Philadelphia's intensity. There was a clear advantage that the Phillies had. Um, on the field in the first two games, you know, the Braves have home field advantage, um, but the Phillies team just um, kind of jumped on them in that first game. And then definitely when uh, the Braves went back to Philadelphia, um, the, the fans, as you might imagine, I mean, the Phillies fans are kind of notorious anyways, uh, but um, they you give them a lot of credit. There's definitely a home field advantage, and the Braves didn't have – much of a chance uh didn't seem like in either of those games certainly didn't give themselves a chance um based off of their pitching performances so last time I was with you guys I had uh, kind of broken down the first three games of the series let's just recap uh game 4 and what happened there uh you know and it, it was not a uh, a real pleasant game to watch you have Charlie Morton uh, on the mound for the Braves, um, and Noah Syndergaard uh, started for Philly. You kind of like that matchup in some ways. I mean, Morton is obviously has tremendous uh, tremendous track record in the playoffs, but as Braves fans, we've also seen him not be as good this year as he had been in uh, in 2021. And unfortunately for Braves fans, that continued. He gave up a big three-run home run um, early in the game. That got the fans going, and that just seemed to be the theme of the series for the Braves. Other than Game Two, that Kyle Wright was so good in, the Braves were just constantly down and constantly down by not just one, but two or three or four, um, and so this put this put Philly up um, early, and they never really looked back. Um, you do you they got to uh, four to two, you know where it looked like the Braves might. Be able to hang in the game, and then everything unraveled after that. But there were multiple, you know, just it's funny in the in the playoffs, you just get a sense for which team has it um, and which team doesn't. It, it just seems a little more like fate is is handing things to certain teams. It felt like that in a positive way for the Braves, and as a Braves fan, I don't know I had, I had felt that in a really long time, and then it felt like it was totally in the opposite direction on the Philly side in this series uh JT Realmuto hitting a inside the park home run on a ball that maybe was slightly misplayed by Michael Harris but also just hits the wall perfectly uh to shoot across uh the the center field wall and Realmuto of course is uh probably the fastest running catcher in uh in the bigs he was running straight out from the get-go and he scored and you know you talk about getting a fan a fan base rallied up I mean that is gonna ha- that is gonna do it right there inside the park home run so that pushing it pushing the game to four to two Olson was able to hit a home run to get it back to or sorry that was four to one Olson hits a solo home run to get it back to four to two but that's as close as the Braves We're ever gonna get a very frustrating bottom of the sixth uh, where it just soft hit after soft hit after it looked like the Braves uh, got the uh, the bad side of a call against Schwarber, that actually would have gotten them out of that inning with it still being 4-2. to two. Um, I'm not going to rehash that, but uh, I was super frustrated by that call. But, again, you just throw up your hands and you're like, well, this is how <laughs> this whole series has gone. Um, and so the Phillies were able to push the game back to, I think, 7-2 to two at that point. Um, Harper tagged on a, a home run at the end. So it ended up being an 8-3 to three win for the Phillies in a game that it just didn't feel like the Braves ever really had much of a shot in. Um, Braves were behind early in all three games that they lost. Uh, all three games of the, uh, that they lost, it simply didn't feel like they had any shot to win um, after the, after Philly went up early. And, you know, that that is a tough thing to overcome. You can put a lot on the Braves starting pitching. They certainly didn't show up other than Kyle Wright. Uh, again, I think there are reasons uh, that Max Fried and um, and Spencer Strider did not look their best. Uh, I've kind of already gone into those, but it's just very unfortunate the the timing of this series. I really feel like if this series, you know, had happened a week later, <laughs> you know, with if you could have gotten uh, Spencer Strider a start under his belt, um, if you could have gotten Max Fried a little further away from whatever kind of stomach bug that he had or flu um, then I think it it would have been a little different at the very least but maybe the, maybe Philly still wins it. I mean they have looked very good this postseason you got to give them credit. I've really um, probably not given them enough credit for the kind of team that they they are um, now some of that I think is well deserved but they are showing up in the postseason and uh, that that means a lot. They, um, they've they changed some of their approach. I mean, they've definitely been a team that has looked to get on base more. Uh, you see almost a New York Mets kind of approach, these soft hits that are finding holes, and they're still hitting a few home runs uh, on top of that. So they're doing what they need to do. You know, a good approach, a little lucky with some soft hits, but we saw that exact formula play out for the Braves last year too. So very frustrating end to a very good season for the Braves. Uh, it's just a reminder that the most talented team does not always win in the postseason a lot of times it's which team is hot uh which team has a better approach uh which team is uh the more aggressive intense team which team's bringing the energy and which team is the healthiest and uh i think pretty much in all categories the the phillies uh were better in those regards than the braves it also you know brings to To question uh, was rust truly a factor in this new playoff format? The Braves and the Dodgers. Now they only had actually one additional day off than they had last year, Um, but I still think that day was was important. Um, You know, and there might have even been a little rust at the beginning of last postseason. Remember that the Braves lost that first game to Milwaukee. Maybe that's not because of Russ, but I do remember they looked a little lackluster in the first game, uh, and then they turned it on and really never looked back after that. Uh, But it certainly looked like they were um, walking in quicksand, uh, and maybe more than anything, I think it affected the hitters. You just didn't see much from the Atlanta offense in this series, and just generally the, the, the energy, the emotion just did not look like the Braves were ever really in this series. And the Dodgers also fell, right? The Dodgers fall to the Padres with a similar situation. You have, uh, yeah, Houston swept um, Seattle, but every one of those games was close, and they had to pull out a couple of them. And then, of course, the Yankees went to five games in Cleveland. So those two top seeds did survive, um, but I think on um, both of those, they didn't look their best either. So it's going to be interesting to see if Major League Baseball does maybe adjust, um, how they do things. Maybe they can take one day off, um, take one of those days away so that you're, you're still giving uh, the teams that have the buy, uh, a little advantage and you're not causing them to be so, um, so rusty that, you know, it becomes actually a disadvantage. Uh, with that in mind though, I do wonder if teams that have the buy, uh, maybe play it a little differently, uh. I wonder if Snicker could do it differently if he had the chance. You know, you think about the last game of the Marlins series. Uh, he he rested most of his guys. I remember Matt Olson played in that game the whole game, and uh, maybe one or two other guys. And Matt Olson was one of the best guys in the postseason. So you do wonder if um, you know that game if he if he would have you know played off his regulars in the last game, knowing that they were going to have so so many days off following it to recover. If he would do that, um, maybe it would have, maybe would have benefited them a little bit. Again, I don't think that's necessarily what cost them the series, but, um, I think it was just another thing, just one more thing working against them. So as we, you know, as we look through this season, kind of taking a, a little broader look out at what this season was about, you know, the Braves, there's a lot of encouragement, you know, as, as much as, We hate losing. We hate going home. We certainly hate that the Phillies are playing and the Braves are not. Um, But the fact is the Braves are in maybe the best shape of any team in baseball long-term moving forward. Any of these teams that are still playing, um, a couple of them I think are going to be good uh, for the next two or three years, but are are they going to be good for the next five or six years? Well, I think the Braves can pretty – strongly say that they will be. You know, they have a very talented young core of guys that are going to be together for a really long time. Uh, the Braves, we haven't talked about this, but right before um, the Philly series, maybe I did mention a little bit, but Spencer Strider was, uh, he signed uh, an extension. So, you know, Strider is going to be part of that core along with Michael Harris. And we had so many extensions signed this season. And, you know, so the Braves in this season with 101 wins, uh, they did so many things well this season after a slow start. Um and yet they won 101 games with a lot of things not going right this year. I mean it just shows you the the caliber of this team and I think in a lot of ways they really didn't even reach their potential this season. The the elephant in the room is Dansby Swanson. Will he be back? Uh that's the maybe the biggest shoe to drop for uh for the Braves in this offseason. I wonder if um, Alex Anthopoulos even knows what's going to happen with that. Um, you know, it, it might there might be other factors um, that will help determine that. I'm certain that Dansby wants to be back. I'm certain that Alex wants him to be back. But we also saw how that worked out with Freddie Freeman in the last off season. There are no guarantees. I will just say this with with Swanson. This is another takeaway that I have for the season. Is I think he he was better than I could have imagined this season in two regards. He definitely had his best overall season uh, in the big leagues this year. Got to give him a lot of credit for that. And I think he actually provided a tremendous amount of leadership with the departure of Freddie Freeman, but not just that. I think one thing that hasn't been talked about enough is, um, You're losing Freddie Freeman, and you're losing Ozzy Albie's for most of the season. And I think those two guys were probably the leaders of the clubhouse in 2021. You take those guys away, there's a big void. And yeah, there are some other guys in there. It's not just Swanson, it's Darno. it's probably Austin Riley as well, but, uh, and maybe a couple other, you know, pitchers that I'm not mentioning, but. But I think Swanson uh, and a lot of the Braves have said this is really the leader of the clubhouse, um, and you got to give him a lot of credit for uh, just how he goes about his business. And uh, I think he had a lot to do with getting this team over the hump uh, and winning 101 games. We will see if he'll be back. And and you know, with that in mind, his, the leadership that he showed this year, um, I think it has to be a part of you know, the calculus of, of what Anthopolis is going to do. So we'll see. I'm definitely going to go into that, uh, those possibilities at shortstop, um, what I think the Braves should offer Dansby, uh, for a contract and, um, and if they aren't able to get together on it, what some, what are some of the options at shortstop out there on the open market? So I'm definitely going to dive into that into, in a later episode. Uh, what else can we take away from this season? Uh, the Braves pitching staff is very solid. Um, you really can't um, take much away from their performance in uh, this series against the Phillies. Um, I think it would be dangerous to draw too many conclusions, except I think the the one that you can take away is for Charlie Morton. I, I am, I'm still kind of, scratching my head as far as why they give Charlie Morton $20 million to come back. Again, I've already mentioned this. I don't want to belabor it, but you know, I think it's fun to bring him back to bring him back for $20 million. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense because we've seen, um, exactly what happened in that, in the early going in that game, Charlie giving up a three-run homer, you know, what happens with three run homer, you you let a couple guys get on base often with Morton. It's a hit, hit batter. It's a it's a walk it's maybe a hard hit single and then he you know he leaves one over the plate and it's a three run homer and uh that is really hard to overcome um can he be better next season yeah but he's definitely getting getting up there in age and you just wonder if he can uh, rebound from what was not a very good year so that's kind of my one takeaway my one question mark but in terms of the Braves pitching overall i think they're one through th- uh you know their top 3 pitchers um, top three starting pitchers are very good. Um, I think it will be great to see a full season from Spencer Strider next year. Um, uh, it'd be great to see Kyle Wright continue to do what he's doing. Max Freed, I think we know exactly how good he is. Um, you know, and you got some young guys and maybe even Mike Soroka coming back to fill in the back end. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of the Braves going out and maybe testing the waters, with Jacob Degrom, I'll definitely go into that in a later episode too. But I think even just as the Braves' uh, starting rotation stands right now, it's very good, and uh, the Braves' bullpen is also very good. Even if Kenley Jansen walks, we got to be really uh, feeling good about Iglesias stepping into that role. Um, you know, and a couple other guys maybe stepping up too. Stinks that Tyler Matzik is going to be on the shelf for for next season. Uh, undergoing Tommy John surgery, but maybe we'll get Luke Jackson back at some point next year. Uh, be good to see him back as well. Um, all right. My, my last takeaway from this season that I at least wanted to talk about is the offense. So the offense definitely didn't show up much in the post season. Um, and I think it's at least, you know, worthy to take a look and, and maybe analyze why, like what, what was different this off season from last, where the offense really did uh, come up so clutch in so many um, big moments. So, you know, the Braves offense right now is very powerful. They, they, I think, had the second most home runs of any team in baseball this year. And um, clearly, the offense can do the job in the long haul of a regular season. Uh, you know, the problem for me is how volatile this um, this offense is. There's so much swing and miss, right? So it's great to have home runs, and you're going to have some swing and miss when you have so many powerful guys in the lineup. I just think it's a little too imbalanced. And I don't mean that, that they have to go out and, and get three or four you know, soft contact hitters that get on base. I don't think it's that extreme. I think if you can even just add one guy in the middle of the order who you know has a higher on-base percentage, who makes contact a little more consistently? I think that has huge effects. Um, you know, so yeah, you, you know, it's it's just a little too volatile, a little too much swing and miss, and against good pitchers, and even pitchers who maybe aren't you know top tier, but just come out and have a good game plan against the Braves, and you know, and do their thing. I mean, you saw that with Ranger Suarez in this uh, in Game One of this series. Uh, they can shut them down, and you know the Braves need to be able to to put pressure on teams. I think with the postseason play, especially, you see teams are more um, more more effective when they can put pressure on uh, the pitchers, and and that means getting on base, getting guys on base, whether it's through walks, whether it's through a couple hits. Um, I'm not saying that they have to string four and five hits together and become a singles team. But getting guys on base—I mean, that's what the 2021 Braves did, right? Uh, it was—it was, it was three-run homers because you were getting guys on, and every pitch in a postseason play is amplified uh, when there are runners on base. The Braves need to be able to do that. Um, the last game, Game Four, it was like the Braves were barely on base at all. You had a—you had three, I think, solo home runs, and that's how they scored. And it, it can't be that way. Another takeaway um, that I have is left field. Left field is the obvious weakness of this team. Now, again, um, I'm, you know, going over or, or, you know, I'm I'm definitely not looking at shortstop right now. Let's just assume for the moment that Swanson will be back. Left field is the obvious weakness of this team. Ozuna needs to go. I've said it all year. I I started saying in the offseason. I still say it. Um... And, uh, you know, Rosario, of course, had just a lost season. I feel really bad for the guy after having such a, a magical uh, postseason last year. I still think Rosario is having some eye issues and I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't know how, how this goes, but I just wonder if even by, you know, having the eye surgery, I just wonder if it changes his vision. Maybe his vision is, is still recovering and changing. I don't know, but there were multiple plays this year. That just made me scratch my head and think. There's still something going on there with Rosario. Uh, you know, will he be back? I don't know. I think probably so, maybe in a bench role. Um, but it's hard for the Braves to go into next year totally relying on Rosario to to bounce back. I think Adam Duvall. You know, he's kind of a for- forgotten guy because he was injured. You know, earlier in the season and never was able to come back. Is he the answer? no i you know he is a free agent as well and i think he'll be gone and and Robbie Grossman had some good moments but was generally underwhelming so you know there's just there's just n- nothing there currently for the Braves in left field i think it's going to be a big thing that they're going to hopefully address maybe either internally or going out and get some getting somebody next year uh but that was that was definitely a clear hole uh for the Braves you know and then and then finally just looking at you know this team and comparing them it's like what went so right for the 2021 Braves um you know and what's different what's different about uh, the 2022 team compared to last year can we make any judgments on what was lacking um, certainly you give a lot of credit to the Phillies um a lot of things you know that I've already mentioned with with health and timing of this postseason. We're all in play, but just on the field. What can we uh, compare and contrast? You know, a lot of it has to do with who isn't there this season versus you know versus last. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go. You might think I'm going to go deeply into not having Freddie Freeman. I'm not going to do that in terms of you know that that horse has been beaten to death. Simply on the field, even if you take Freddie Freeman's name off his jersey and just he's a guy right what he was in terms of the lineup was a guy who made a little more consistent contact in the middle of the order a guy who was able to get on base a little more consistently and and brought some power right and so he's gone right but can the Braves maybe bring bring in a guy who fits that general um profile uh not so much swing and miss. No, Freddie could swing and miss um and some, you know, he would he would go through some bad uh moments too, but but generally speaking, I think that was something that they were lacking in the middle of the order. A guy who could uh you know the first guy strikes out, then Freddie came up and he would, you know, shoot one to, to left field, get on base, put a little pressure on that pitcher, and then see what happens in the inning. And I think that is definitely something the Braves were missing. Jock Peterson. Okay, Jock Peterson is gone. What did he bring to the team last year? Well, he certainly brought a lot of swagger. Sometimes it was totally manufactured. You know, Jock has, has so much swagger that maybe he doesn't, he shouldn't even have. Uh, but I think it, it plays. It plays and it definitely helped the Braves when he joined the team last year. He brought energy. Um, he kept things light. Uh, and you know, he was a clutch player, you know, especially he had some big moments late in the season last year, Jorge Soler, what did he bring? Well, when he was with the Braves, I mean, it might've gone away with the Marlins this year, but when he was with the Braves, he was incredibly clutch. He had tremendously good at bats. He was able to, you know, take close pitches, work counts, foul balls off and, um, and then hit some big home runs. And, you know, in terms of just really stringing together quality at-bats that, that, you know, really made the pitcher work and make good pitches in the postseason, that is so valuable. So, you know, losing those guys, yeah, again, they're probably not coming back, right? But can the Braves maybe add those elements back into the 2023 club? I hope so. Uh, And like I said, I'm going to dive into some of the things I want the Braves to do in the offseason in a later episode. So with all this being said, right, it doesn't mean that the 2022 team wasn't capable of winning the World Series. I think they certainly were, uh, just at least on paper, um, you know, they were able to do that. Uh, They had the talent to do that. But it was very clear that the swagger was not there. The energy was not there for this team when they entered the postseason. And it's just like I said, the postseason, uh, it doesn't always work that the best team wins. Sometimes that happens, but a lot of times it's teams that are bringing a very specific uh, thing. It's teams that can put pressure on the opponent and the pitcher. It's teams that can come up clutch in big moments. Uh, and it's teams that don't back down under pressure, right? They, they meet the moment. Uh, the Braves in 2021 certainly did that. And it seemed unfortunately like the Phillies did that against the Braves this year. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Braves fans, it did not end the way we were hoping. Uh it does not mean that the Braves didn't have a great season. They, they accomplished some wonderful things. A fifth straight National League East championship and Certainly uh, a team that can do a lot of really special things moving forward. The Mets have tremendous question marks, have really big free agents uh, that might leave. Um, the Phillies, I think, are not going to age super well, though I think they probably are going to be good for the next two or three years and, and maybe might be the bigger opponent for the Braves uh, in the long term, uh, in, you know, in comparison to the Mets. Again, we'll see how everything shakes shakes out this offseason. season. Uh, you know, Braves fans know that off seasons can really make or break clubs. And um, but I think the Braves are in a great great place. So with some episodes upcoming uh, in this offseason, season, uh, the, my first episode, I'm going to look back at my preseason predictions and um, be as um, as fair as possible. What did I get right? What did I get wrong? Um, there were definitely some things I got right, which I was pleased about, but probably more things I got wrong. And, and we'll look at, at that and kind of use that as a framework of, you know, what exactly happened this season. Uh, then I'm also going to do several episodes on some offseason moves, that, the moves that I think the Braves should make. Um, I might break it down to like the pitching staff, the infield and the outfield, something like that. And then as we get into the, uh, the, uh, the rest of the offseason, Probably dive into, you know, who wins the world, who won the World Series. Um, we'll talk about that broadly a little bit. Also, maybe do some prospect breakdown for what the Braves have in the minor leagues. Who might be, um, you know, coming up soon for the Braves and that sort of thing. And then go from there. So, uh, you know, the off season is um, definitely not as fun as the postseason. But it's also, you know, for, for baseball fans generally, I think it's, it's pretty fun to to try to think about what the what your team is gonna do and, and um you know all of the the hopes that you might have for the next season. So we'll definitely dive deep into that guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh this episode of State of the Braves and I will definitely talk to you guys soon.